Welcome to 20th Century Geek. Yippee-ki-yay, mother flippers! Welcome back to 20th Century Geek! I'm your regular host, Scott Weatherly. Now, last episode, we took on the first three films in the uh, Die Hard franchise. Die Hard 1, Die Hard 2, Die Harder, and uh, Die Hard with a Vengeance. I consider them probably the strongest of the uh, franchise's films. And uh, now we're going to start talking about, in this episode, the, the, the last two remaining films. Die Hard 4.0, or... Uh, Live free, die hard, and uh, a good day to die hard. So, Mike's still with us, and uh, we're going to share some opinions on the rest of the Die Hard franchise. So sit back, relax, get your, your wife beater on, get your shoes off, and uh, join us for the rest of the chat. So, 12 years later, mm. so it took him a long time to get back to uh, making this. Bruce Willis has gone off and made many, many films. Some um, great films he's made. Well. He's made some great films, oh. some good action films, some good. Uh, in this, in the meantime, he's made things like um, uh, Six Sense. Um, oh. I quite like that film. It's a good film. Oh. Um, he's appeared in lots of other things, so he's, he's he's doing he's doing fine. I don't know, but 2007 they come back with Die Hard Four, oh. uh, directed by Len Weisman, uh, who, let's be honest, not a strong director. No. Uh, he has directed a couple of the Underworld films mm. with Kate Beckinsale. Uh, Isn't he, he married to Kate Beckinsale? I think he might be, yeah. Possibly. And he also made the remake of Total Recall, which is an absolute clusterfuck. See, I, uh, <sighs> see I, I'm not sh- I'm not I don't, I don't agree with that. I don't agree with that. On it's a Recall. fucking mess. It's it's not as good as the first one, but you have to, I think if you detach oh, yourself. Oh, I am. I'm, I'm even detaching it. The film makes no sense. We will cover this off in a future point. Right? Okay, yeah, yeah, I yeah. think that film is an absolute clusterfuck. Yeah. It looks pretty in some points, right? Yeah. And I actually really like Colin Farrell in it. Colin Farrell. Colin, Colin Farrell. Farrell. Colin Farrell. Farrell. Yeah, is, yeah. In it. I think he's really good. Kate Beckinsale appears in it again. And there's some great set pieces in it. Yeah. But the whole premise is bollocks. Okay. We'll pick it up another one. Yeah, pick it up right? another one. Yeah, but okay. I, yeah. But anyway, so he's not he's not a great director. And again, so we've got Die Hard 4. Mm. Still not an original Die Hard script. Okay. This was a spec script that had been doing the rounds again called WorldWar3.com. Or WW3.com, I think it was actually called. Okay, so about mass internet. Yeah. So the whole... Internet, st- internet war games, basically. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So yeah, the, yeah. The, the basic script remained the same. Yeah, yeah. A lot of the characters remained the same. Um, and again, this was touted for quite a few of the characters yeah um, again I think this was at one point was touted as a possible Rambo film uh, it was touted as something else so it, it was doing the rounds it was one of those scripts that everyone was picking up and going oh, we could do something with this and eventually again 20th Century Fox said you know what we own it let's Let, make it let's make it it's, it's, it's a die hard film okay uh, I, I think for a while Bruce held it out and mm. then I probably checked his bank balance and was like yeah alright I'll do it mm. um Again, at one point, the character uh, that's uh, his sidekick in this. So they introduced the sidekick again. Yeah, yeah. They tried to they tried to have that Die Hard three 
um, chemistry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a bigger film. It's based across America. They but the age gap was too too far. Eggs. I agree. You know? I mean, I love I love the guy. The guy who played the the. the, the I'm gonna kid. I'm gonna check his name actually. Uh, yeah, because he, he's really good. And uh, he's a good actor, and I, I do I do agree that he's. Um, but you're right. The chemistry's not quite. Justin Long. Justin Long, who plays the sidekick, um, and because you, what you have is you have Bruce playing John McClane. Yeah, yeah. Um, you got Justin Long, who's playing, let's like, say, the younger sidekick. He's the he's the tech savvy one, uh, and then you get Timothy Oliphant, who plays the villain. You know, and, he, yeah. he, and he's trying to play it a little bit Jeremy Irons, like he's meant to be this, in, you know, intelligent. Not but quite. But do you know what I mean? He's trying he's, to be. He's not though, is he? Well, he, yeah, you are right. He is doing what you say he's doing, but he's not. He's, he's just not, not. He's not achieving it. He's not achieving it at no. all. No, he's trying to be too cool and suave, and you just think, I just want you to get your face blown off. Yeah. Because he is. He's he's a kind of like a small, spoiled little rich kid. He's a smug git. Yeah. Throughout it, and it winds me up. Um, and so I agree. I think I think the problem with this film is there's two things with this film it came out around that sort of it's the start of that period where the old war horses are being rolled out to show that um, you know yeah we can still do it you know mm. so you're going to get the expendables and you're going to get your takens and you're going to get things like that with old you know older actors taking on action roles and that's what this feels like again you're, what, you're going to roll out Bruce Willis and you're going to give him a young, a young sidekick who's going to be a tech savvy person but do you think they did that to make him to make Bruce Willis, because again, it, this exactly hit on two things there. One is to make Bruce Willis' character look older. Yeah. yeah. Secondly, is also as well as to make him more, make him more distant from all this tech that's going on. Oh, that was well. totally the point. You know, and, and I think that works in that perspective. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just one of them things. Again, though, I think it makes him relatable because they're trying to relate to those. Um, so, so I there is a dog barking in the background. If it's being picked up, I'm sorry. Um, but there's, um, they, they are. They're trying to tap into that older generation that probably are a little bit distant from the technology and looking at these kids mm. with their with the iPads and phones and all this other shit that's going on and going like, and they're hackers and they're like, oh, yeah, what the yeah, fuck yeah. is this? And then like I say, but the, he's, he's an interesting sidekick, but the age gap is too much. And mm. Timothy Oliphant just isn't an intimidating No, not really, no. It doesn't, doesn't even have an intimidating voice. No, he comes across like a bit of a pussy. Yeah. Um, it's like he's no, he's no threat to John McClane. No. You know, it's like, mm. And uh, so... You know, I actually enjoyed Die Hard Four. Yeah, no, I did. I thought it was a good enough film. I, I enjoyed it more than I enjoyed Die Hard Two. I've got to yeah, be honest. I agree. No, yeah. I actually agree. It's probably it's, and, and there was a sequence at the end with the truck and the and the and the the, yeah. the, the, the Harrier. Now this is the other thing I've got to talk about. Yeah. Okay. So, you know how we've always up until this point, up until three, even in three, right? We've talked about the fact that when John McClane gets blown up or he gets shot at or he gets punched mm. in a fight, he limps out of it. He'll come out of it and he's got like he's bleeding or he's got a massive mm. bruise or he takes a good hit, right? It, he he takes a legit beating. Like he comes out of them all like, you know, a little bit broken. Mm. In this one, he drives a he tries a fucking truck, right, off this thing, climbs out the truck, jumps off the truck as the road bridge thing is collapsing onto the wing of a Harrier jet and then gets thrown off that down this concrete thing, right, and all this other stuff, and just walks away. That's after jumping out of a moving car and jetting it off to kill a helicopter. Which is, which is one oh, of the best right, things yeah, yeah. I've seen in a long right. time in a film. But yeah, I get, is, I get what you're saying. But yeah. what I'm saying is, I don't disagree. I think the action in this That entire is, sequence is, with the cars. Oh, it's amazing. It's just brilliant. It looks awesome, mm. right? And it's... But it, 
it's reached that thing of like John McClane is no longer a relatable everyday Joe no, hero. No, he's, he's, he's now become an action indestructible. hero. Indestructible. Yeah. Uh, which is no bad thing because there's plenty of them around, but it does. It's it's that turning point. This is the turning point. Yeah. yeah. He's become the action hero yeah. rather than the real hero. Um, and I do find that a little bit silly. But at this point, he's trying to compete with like Jason Bournes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two years before this, you had Casino Royale. So he's competing with a young, much younger action stars. So I think they had to up the ante. Yeah. Um, so you can tell it's they're trying to be relevant and you know the whole hacking thing and that sort of thing. Mm. So I, I find that the, the the payoff at the very very end is weak, mm. really weak, uh, a little bit limp wristed. But I think visually it's quite good. visually the whole film's brilliant. Yeah. I think it's really quite good. It's for me, for me, it's a six point five. Yeah, I'd actually agree with that. Six point five. Yeah. A high, yeah, strong high of six point five. Yeah, because um, you you are you're looking at something that's that's probably um, if it, if they'd have gone closer to Die Hard three, I don't think it would have been successful. Mm. It wasn't hugely successful in the first place, but well, they did age, they did age him, but unfortunately, when he's aged, he should hurt more than exactly. Did, he's gone know, the, so. the other way. He's become an expendable. Yeah, he has. Right? Yeah, he he's, has he's basically become an, he's become an expendable. Um, but I agree, a 6.5. Mm. Okay. So we then get, uh, it, they wait another f- uh, six years, and we finally get the, the last, or currently, I should say, as, as, of, as of the recording of this podcast, the last uh, Die Hard film. So Die Hard 5, or A Good Day to Die Hard, which mm. was 2013, which was directed by John Moore. Uh, and John Moore directed films like uh, The Omen remake. Yeah. Uh, Behind Enemy Lines, which was Owen Wilson, oh, Owen Wilson and, and Tom, Hap- Tom Hardy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, he, he was the person yeah. they had to go rescue, didn't he? Yeah, uh, Gene Hackman. Yeah, That's not a bad film, come actually. Come on, Owen Wilson, come and fucking kill me. <laughs> All right. I'm sucking fucking Behind Enemy Lines, isn't he? You know what I mean? Very good. Thank you. <laughs> and uh, he also made Max Payne. Yeah. And uh, Max Payne, for all the fact that it's not actually a very good film, uh, is visually quite stunning. Yes. Oh. Tears before bedtime. Um, so Max Payne's actually quite a visually stunning film. It's, it's a good-looking film, despite yeah. being a little weak. So really, going into this, I'm like, oh, okay, this could be quite good. I hadn't seen it for ages, mm. and I watched it again the other night. This is this is the first film written explicitly to be a die-hard film. Right. They should take someone else's story, really, shouldn't yeah. they? Yeah, <laughs> which then you think, clearly no one can no one can write directly for Die no, Hard. No. Um, the, the story is that um, they've now because also in the last film they introduced in Die Hard 4 they introduced John McClane's daughter yeah so from the first film you saw her as a little girl appearing on television come home daddy yeah and now she's grown up into Mary Elizabeth Winstead Ooh, it's mm. very tasty and um, in this film you, you find out he, his son has grown up as well you find out you obviously, his son's obviously grown up and his yeah, son's yeah. also mentioned in the first film so his two children have grown up. Now his daughter's gone off and she's in college. You don't really care what she's doing. Now her son, sorry, her son, his son, has appeared to have become a present day action hero. One of the things that we were really, what was the one that, when we, when we said how relatable he was in Die Hard 1, what, we, what were we really crowning on? Family man. You know, it's funny, but he's a cop. Boy next door, cop, yeah. He's a yeah. cop, he's a regular Joe, right? So what's his son? A well-trained CIA operative. <laughs> yeah. And at no point does his dad or mum know this. They think he's on some sort of drug trip living in Russia. 
it's so the story is that the, a friend of um, John's has heard that his son has been arrested in Russia, and uh, so John's going to go out to try and help him out in Russia. Like, you know, because they've grown distant, they've grown apart, don't talk. So he's going to go out to Russia. So the first ten minutes of the film is that, and then you get a little bit of, of it's Joy Courtney playing his son, who, yeah, yeah. who let's be honest, is trying to kill for kill himself for a franchise at the moment. You know, he's trying to get something. He's a poor man, Sam Worthington, and Sam Worthington's a poor man's poor man. You know what I mean? It's, yeah, it's not yeah, great. Yeah. yeah. Um, he, like you say, there's this, there's bloody there was Terminator Genesis. Oh, Joy Courtney, I fucking hate him. Mm. I don't hate him. I just don't think he's very good. Let's put it that way. Anyway. If anything happens to him, you know the first person to come to is Scott Weatherby. <laughs> um, so then John McClane goes to, goes to Russia, sees that his son's about to be taken to court, he's going to go to the court, and then basically that's about 15 minutes. And then there's an explosion, and then action starts and doesn't stop until the film stops. That's right, yeah. It just doesn't stop, right? And what yeah. I would say is, on that basis, it's actually a lot of fun. Yeah, I agree. It's a lot See, of fun. I know this gets slated, right? This is the thing. Die Hard 5, right? A good day to Die Hard gets slated. Yeah. However, Die Hard 5 was less of a slog than Die Hard 4. Die Hard 4 seemed to be very drawn out. And I think there's, it could have been... Yeah, there's moments, lots of periods of that yeah, action. Yeah, very elongated. And I think it could have been a little bit more, you know... 20 minutes shorter yeah what is this this doesn't seem you seem to get through the film quite quickly because there are some ridiculous over the top stunts uh, some ridiculous action sequences but it's all quite good fun it is you know it, the car chase at the beginning it's, yeah. is, is batshit crazy oh yeah and also as well you know it's completely unnecessary film yeah. it didn't have to be yeah. a die hard but again John McClane in this suffers Oh, he's back to getting battered. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And his yeah, son yeah. is the is the superhero. Yeah, yeah. You know. I mean, the thing is, he, 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 you said about the time. Die Hard Four is two hours ten minutes long, and Die Hard, uh, Good Day to Die Hard, is one hour thirty eight. There we go. Which, and that's it. It's a nice. It's that's a what a Die Hard film needs to be. Yeah, it needs to be that. So I, I liked it. I thought it was a good film. It's not the the plot. It makes no sense. No, oh no, no, no. I, it's one of those films. It's a bit like a Bond film, right? It's about some Russian guy who's going to turn over nuclear secrets to the Americans. To you know, he's going to defect, despite the fact the Cold War's over, but it's yeah, not. Yeah. And then he double crosses the Americans, and then they all end up in Chernobyl, right? I don't know why he double crosses the Americans. It's never explained. I might have missed it, but he does, and mm. they all end up in Chernobyl, right? Mm. I had to Google something after watching this film. Mm. How long can you stay in Chernobyl without being suffering it's from radiation? Ten minutes, isn't it? Something like that. You can spend twenty minutes in in Chernobyl without a radiation suit before you have to be extracted. After that point, you can you know you can wash you down and all that shit, right? You you would have some after effects from radiation. Yeah, it's like it's like same thing, same principle of Scotland. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. And, you know, the, yeah, you go up there, like the amount Ten minutes, of that's all you can do. Yeah, the amount of fried food that just floats in the air yeah, yeah. It just affects your skin. You get hit by a Mars bar. <laughs> Deep fried Mars bars smacking the head. So right, they, they, there's all the action in this. It ends in Chernobyl, right? And there's a massive like fight scene, like it's it's really impressive. Like, you mm. know, they've got like a massive the helicopters, big fifty caliber guns, bum 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 bum, all that kind of shit. Jai Courtney and Bruce Willis running around in, in, in basically T shirts and trousers. For a good twenty minutes, that's probably you know in time scales, in, it's done. and it's really cold. It's really cold. More than that, they jump into a pool 
Which is radioactive. Yeah, and, and John Courtney, what well, the character who um, who I'm not sure his name is Jack McLean, so he's obviously you know you know John McLean Junior, whatever Jack McLean. Yeah, yeah. He uh, when they come out of the water, he's like, it's okay, it's rainwater. No, 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 you don't understand. That rain cloud has formed over Chernobyl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The water's radioactive, and it's in a ditch, which is radioactive. <laughs> yeah. It's not in a swimming yeah. pool. You just you know, it's just put up. Straight after this film, all I, I actually tweeted and said. I now know why there's no Die Hard 6 because John McClane and Jack McClane died of radiation poisoning soon after this. Mm. Um, it is good fun though. It is stupid, stupid It's a let's put something on and just be a bit silly. So, But we said, right, Die mm. Hard 4 yeah. is trying to compete with um, your Jason Bournes and your uh, Craig Daniel Craig Bonds and all that sort of thing. Yeah, this this is Expendables. This is competing with Expendables and Fast yeah. and the Furious. Yeah, totally. That's all it is. Yeah, and it has to be seen on that level. It's a, it's a fun action film. It, it a, came at a time where it's just an action film. Now the thing is that that disappoints me in a sense because it is a fun action film. Like, yeah. I could probably pop this on in the background. I could happily have it on and, and watch. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Um. But it's not a die-hard film. Like, no, there's no, no reason. There's no reason to call it a die-hard film. It could be any. It could be any old film. It could be any old film. Yet it's the one that's written to be a die-hard film. Yeah, yeah. It didn't have to be a die-hard film. You're absolutely right. Yeah. It had no. <clears throat> there could be a an, a retired cop and his son. It could it be could, any. It could, it could have worked. It didn't have, didn't have to be John McClane. Yeah. And they tried to have it again, where they have the sidekick. So you've got John, yeah, yeah. and he makes it his son. Right? Yeah, yeah. And then they introduce the villain and all this other stuff. So they've tried to keep that formula going, but it just it just doesn't need to be a Die no, Hard film. Doesn't need to be. Um, so what would you give it out of ten? What would you give it? Um, seven, seven out of ten. Seven out of ten. Yeah, I tell you for why, is because I see I rate this is the way I rate the films: Die Hard one, mm-hmm. Die Hard with a Vengeance. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I think I think this one, then Die Hard Four, and then Die Hard Two is the last one. Really? That's my top five. What? That's your that's your ranking. That's my ranking. So yeah. your ranking is Die Hard One. Die Hard One. Yeah. Die Hard with Vengeance. Um, good day to Die Hard. Just for the sheer, mm-hmm. just because it's good entertainment. Silliness, yeah, yeah. Um, Die Hard Four Point mm-hmm. and then Die Hard Two. Wow. Okay. I think mine has to go Die Hard One. Yeah. Uh, Die Hard with a Vengeance. Yeah. Um, Die Hard Four. Yeah. Then Die Hard Two. Then Die Hard Five. Oh, okay. Die Hard Five. This one. Now, the funny thing is, both of us said Die Hard One. Yeah. As, yeah. A, as our top film, like that's undisputable. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So I did a Twitter poll on this the other day. Yeah. And I thought I I, I almost tweeted, uh, "What's your favourite Die Hard film?" I thought that's a fucking stupid question because everyone's gonna say Die Hard, mm. or at least you're gonna get like ninety five percent, and then you'll get those knobheads who are like, "No, my favourite one's that one," because you know they want to be difficult. Yeah, that's fair enough. So I sent out a Twitter poll saying, after Die Hard, one, what's your favourite sequel? Oh, number three, surely. Number three, yeah, yeah, and I got over a hundred votes on this, so it's a good sample size, yeah, yeah. right? Um, number three got one with fifty five percent of the votes. Okay, which is a solid. Thingy. Two got twenty four percent, so that came in third. Wow. Four got sixteen percent, so it came in at, at um, obviously the third place. And five, and he got five percent, 
Wow. But this, as I said, this is which is your favourite. So this wasn't ranking them. This was just which is your favourite. But but then again, these, three, these these are these are people that follow your Twitter feed, so they probably have mental health issues. This is true. Yeah, I'll accept that. Mm. But the point being, though, that Die, you're right. Die Hard Three, Die Hard with a Vengeance, is I would say clearly the strongest. Yeah, sequel. I agree. Totally agree. It's if you hadn't seen Die Hard One and you watched Die Hard with Vengeance, you could watch it as, an, as a film. It, yeah, itself. despite the fact it is linked back to. Um, well, yeah, first you killed my brother, but I mean that that scenario has happened so many times in so many films. You yeah. killed my brother, okay. Well, yeah. it's also it's also the um, almost one of those tropes of trilogies, isn't it? Like you have the first film, the second film's quite standalone, and the third film always tries to tie back something to the, yeah, to the first in, film, yeah, yeah. that sort of thing. So it works. So yeah, everyone was was quite big on um, uh, number three. I got some, when when we came through though. Mm. All, the thing that was that was interesting on the the comments that people were making was um, yes, Die Hard three was the, the definite follow up, but Die Hard four definitely got the most after that, which is weird because everyone got the most gifts you know that were, people were doing was Die Hard four. It's that sequence with the car and the helicopter, brilliant sequence. Yeah, and it was stuff like that. Everyone, that's a memorable moment in any action film, isn't it? Which goes to, I think, sometimes like good action is good action. Yeah, it's like it's like Ronin. You think about the film Ronin, mm-hmm. the, the the first thing that strikes your mind about that film, you could you you couldn't really think what that film was all about. No, yeah. really off the top of your head, but you can remember the car sequence. Yeah, the car the chase, chase is spectacular. Spectacular, you know, brilliant yeah. car sequence. And it's just it's a thing like that. I think that's the thing with Die Hard Four, is that you can't really go for the story. And really no. understand it, but you can the the sequences, you know, the Harrier jet and the glory. the action set pieces yeah. are good. There's always every every single one of these has got an outstanding John McLean on a plane. Yeah, exactly. Well, we'll come to that in a second. Okay. Um, every single one of these has got a strong set piece. Yeah, I think, and you're right. I think you're really right on that one. So that's our thing. So one thing to mention, I said mm. that was the last Die Hard film. Die Hard mm. 5 was the last Die Hard film. Now, Bruce Willis is in his 60s now, well into his 60s. Yeah, yeah. Clearly, I don't think he's going to make any more Die Hard films. I think he will. I think he'll make another one. Is he got anyone on his IMDb? No, but there is another Die Hard film coming. Really? Yes. Dwayne The Rock Johnson. No, 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 no. I don't know who's going to be there. It's called Die Hard Year One. Right. Okay. And it's going to be a prequel. Right, okay. And it's I'm not sure how be, I feel about that. It's not going to be an original film. It's going to be based on a comic series. Uh, so Die Hard Year One was a comic series produced, I think, about seven or eight years ago, maybe a bit longer. Um, and it's uh, yeah, it's going to be a story of John McClane's um, origin, really, his first year on the beat. Something's going to happen his first year on the beat. So it's going to be set in the seventies. Oh, he's down there as on the potential cast. I think he'll be like a flashback. I think it might you know it might be like a bookend or something, but okay. he he won't be in the moment. It's going to be set in the late seventies. And it's going to be um, a young Bruce Willis, or not a young Bruce Willis, a young John McClane as a, as a beat cop. Okay. And uh, it'll be one of those things, like you know. So it it sort of I I don't know how I feel about it. Yeah. Because it's the idea of the idea is supposed to be that Die Hard One is the first big thing that's happened to him. He's a detective. He's just a detective. Yeah, so no, and then well, this which way is this going to go? And then you're like, well, if he's already taken on like the entire Russian fucking army or something in New York when he was the first guy on the beat, and you're like, it just yeah, it undermines all of Die Hard. It does. It does. So I'm a little bit, yeah, about it. Mm. Anyway. Okay. That's coming. Well, whatever happens, I'm pretty sure we'll probably go see it in the cinema because I'm yeah, a fucking yeah. mug for stuff. I think like we that. will. We will. 
So this also got me thinking. Yeah. Um, what I want to do is well, quick. This, this this was an inspiration. This film was a bit of a trailblazer. Okay. okay? Now I, I read an article. Um, it was it was linked to something. And I followed it through. It was an article. And it was all about the, the, you know films that sort of set them set set a trend. Mm. You're already looking at the list. I can see. I see that. Yeah. And so they were talking about things like Jaws, Star Wars. Um, you know, some of the art, the Terminator, so these films are sort of like things that set a legacy, and then Die Hard was there. Okay. From 1989, so mm. after the film had come out, apparently Hollywood execs, this is the thing, this was the thing, right, that if, if you could pitch something as Die Hard in a, then they would be interested. Okay. So I, want, I, I put a list here of Die Hard in a, and then films that have followed that that thing Die Hard in a Train yeah Sound the Siege Die Hard on a Plane so yeah so we'll, I thought we'll go through it I thought okay. we'll go through it and see if, you, if you've if you watched them and what your thoughts are of them yeah okay because I, I quite like I like some of these okay cool okay cool cool so yeah so you've just so Die Hard on a Battleship yeah it's a good film Under, Under siege. siege yeah it's a good film so uh, well, there's, there's Jean-Claude Van Damme uh, not Jean-Claude Steven Seagal all Steven Seagal's from the uh, Die Hard on or Die Hard in well, yeah, I wish Nico, he would. I wish he. I wish he would die world. on. Fucking, he he was a B-list martial arts star. Well, he still is. Yeah, still yeah, is. yeah. But... And he's a marshal as well, isn't he? U.S. marshal. Yeah, yeah. So but it's, it's under siege was probably as far as I'm. Well, I know there's Nico. Like Tommy jo- Tommy Lee Jones is a Tommy villain. Tommy Lee Jones is a great villain. Yeah. Um, things to remember about um, um, t- uh, Steven Seagal. After a certain point, all of his films are just three. Three letters, three uh, yeah, yeah. three words, you know, out to kill, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, well, it's he has his place. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So the next one was um, Die Hard on. I think it's supposed to be like a, a Harrier or a big jet yeah, plane. Jet plane. Uh, which is my favourite, Kurt Russell. Yeah, Kurt Russell. Uh, Halle Berry's where, in it. Where he dies. He dies. Yeah. yeah it's uh, executive decision. Yeah, that was a real like he's billed as like the thing, isn't he? Yeah, he's and the main they, character. And then it the spoilers, they kill him off, and yeah, then it's like it's, it's a good film. It's a good film. Oh, we've got that then. Next one. So Die Hard in a boarding school, a military boarding school. I haven't seen Toy Soldiers. Toy Soldiers. Now this one. is uh, early nineties. It's Sean Astin. Okay. And a couple of others, that. But this is actually a really good film. So you've seen. I was going to put another. It's you've seen. Um, what are they call them? It's the, the the Wolverines, where the the Russians invade uh, a town, and you have got Patrick Swayze and uh, Red Dawn. Red Dawn, yeah, yeah. Right? Imagine like Red Dawn, but in a in a boarding school. Oh, okay, fair That's enough. Pretty yeah, much yeah. what that is. Toy Soldiers, okay. It's Toy Soldiers. It's a good film, actually. It's a bit I silly. Think David Bowie actually makes a cameo in that. I'm sure what he does. Right. Toy Soldiers. Uh, they're not. Probably it's it's worth it's James, a good film. Sure. It's, worth, it's worth seeing though. It's quite a good film. Um, we're back on planes. Yeah. So. Die Hard Honor, uh, another plane, and you've got Wesley Snipes jumping into yeah. it this time. Uh, Passenger 57. Passenger yeah. 57. Roddy Piper's in that as well, isn't he? No, not that one. No, it's not no. that one. Oh, okay. um, but he, he does have one of the best lines. If you ever play poker, no, if you play blackjack, or is it always play poker? Always bet on black. Yeah, that's it, yeah. And uh, that, I think that was one of the first Wesley Snipes films I saw. And then I watched that. I think it's shit. I hate it. Really? I hate Passenger It's so 90s. Really, really stupid. Um, it is cheap. Um, and it's but the uh, next one though. Next well, one. I was going to say because I, so I disagree with this one. By the way, well, I do as well. But it was in the list, right? But I say uh, not to dismiss the snaps. Later on, when him and Stallone get together and they do Demolition Man, it's fucking amazing. Oh, Demolition Man's great. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, the next one, Die Hard on a Cliff. Yeah, uh, I think it's wrong. See, not I, at all. yeah, Cliffhanger is a completely different thing. 
John Lithgow, fantastic. Oh, it's so Such good. A, yeah. So good. In but this. no, I don't think it's a diehard film at all. I don't think it's a diehard inspired film. Uh, Rennie Harlan did this before Die Hard, didn't he? No, no, Die Hard, no, because Die Hard, he did, really, he did Die Hard 2, which is 1990. Uh, Cliffhanger's 94, 95? Yeah. But no, I think, no, I don't think so. I think, I think there's two now. It's two separate, isn't yeah, it? It's I, two separate. List. Okay. Yeah. I do love it though. Oh, it's, it's a great, great film. film. I, I'd watch it. Yeah, yeah. It's another, it's another time. ridiculous film. A great Stallone film. One of the Stallone, uh, what? Stallone, Stallone's amazing good films. Did someone shout then? No, I didn't hear it. Uh, one of Stallone's, yeah, good 90s films. Yeah, yeah. Uh, great film. And like you say, John Lithgow is, is always amazing in it. Um, so yeah, we've moved from air travel, air, tra- air traffic to uh, other public transport. So Die yeah. Hard on a bus yeah the speed sp- th- that's that's kind of like that's Die Hard with Vengeance even on location that's what it is yeah it? speed great film though I, I love I, speed I thought it was a great film I haven't seen speed in ages no, I, do need to, I do need to revisit Sandra Bullock film. looking as gorgeous as she does now and not yeah, aged yeah. no she's, she's one of those actresses like her and Keanu Reeves seem to have sort of they left like 1996 and, and, and stayed throws. the same yeah. yeah amazing um so the next one's a, a little bit less um, but it's, it's actually quite a good film. Jean-Claude. Yeah, Die Hard in an ice rink. In a sta- yeah. It's a stadium, ice rink stadium. Yeah, I just can't take Jean-Claude S- seriously. S- Jean-Claude is too, too, too it's, got, it's got too much going on, so I don't really... He's an interesting one. Yeah. Right? I think it's one of those interesting things where you've either got to be a martial artist or you've got to be, like, uh, you've got to have an accent and be a star. You know what I mean? He's, yeah, he's, yeah. he's too much going on. He's got some good films, you know, but mm. he's never been A-list, has he? No. Like, he can never break that glass ceiling. He can never. No. Like, people talk about him being up there with Stallone and Schwarzenegger, but he's a good one now. He's, yeah, you know, he's, he's, he has his place. Time Cop's still my favourite. Time Cop's great. Jean Claude Van Damme film mm. and Universal Soldiers. Oh yes, a great film. That's a franchise I'd love to talk about because that gets messed yeah, up. That's... It's got like Goldberg in it. That's got Dolph yeah. Lundgren in it. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, an awesome yeah. series. And the later films get really messed up. Yeah, that's that's really, Chris, really Chris good. Atkins and yeah, yeah, uh, they, yeah like, and, and, and they're all baddies and stuff. But yeah, it's amazing, weird. brilliant. So, uh, Die Hard in, back in planes, Die Hard in a prisoner plane. Well, yeah, but it's not though, is it? Con Air. No, it's not. It's an escape film, isn't it? Yeah, that's again. what this is. It's an escape film. It's not. I don't think it's Die Hard influenced at all. You know, I mean, it's it's an escape film, Con Air. Do you like Con Air? Though? I love Con Air. I think it's a great film. That's um, Schumacher, isn't it? I was, no. about, to, I was about to check actually. Yeah, um, it's part because it's the, the Rock, Conair. Yeah, it's all the same. Oh, Brubeck, it's, it's uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's directed by Simon West. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was part of that sort of. Um, yeah. Brubaker, not Brubaker. Brockheimer. Brockheimer, that's what I mean. Jerry yeah. Brockheimer. Schumacher, he's a prison driver. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but again, I love that film. Mm. Um, really good '90s film. Well, again, it's it's. It's uh, Nicholas Cage went through like an action phase, didn't he? No, Nicholas Cage. I think he's a great action hero, Nicholas Cage. Of the nineties, yeah, yeah, nineties action hero. Yeah, I think he's all right. Ghost Rider is great film. I like Ghost Rider. Yeah, less an action. I'm thinking like the, the trilogy for me, the Nicholas oh, Cage action Rock. trilogy is The Rock, Con Air, mm. and Face Off. Oh, Face Off is brilliant. Yeah, categorically one of my favourites. Well, I think we should do films. that. We'll do that as a trilogy. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I watch them all. Yeah, that's great. Uh, he's one of those other actors that I think I always. Um, you're never sure what you're going to get from no. um, Army of One is a good example Have you seen that? I bought it for a pound yeah, from yeah. Uh, the pound shop never watched it it's oh, still sat, it. it's still sat in it. the box somewhere. it's interesting um, it's, I think he's a great actor I think Nicholas Cage is a 
has got a great range as an actor. Anyone I says do. he hasn't, no, I think it's rubbish. Well, if you if you rubbish. watch if you watch like any of those ones, yep. and then you watch like Kick Ass, yeah, yeah, and then you watch like Bad Lieutenant, yeah, and it's like the guy's amazing. No, the great, great. You're yeah. always going to get something interesting from uh, Nick Cage. All right, couple left. Die Hard on Back in Planes, Air Force One. Never wanted to watch it. Never wanted to see Harrison it. Harrison Ford, Gary no. Oldman. Yeah, no. It's a good film. I quite enjoy it. Didn't appeal to me. Um, it's one of those. It's one of those films, right? Where this is such an Americanism, right? Because you'd never have like a kick-ass prime minister. No. Right. Yeah, yeah. This is sort of like those things of it's up there with. Um, it's Harrison Ford. He can do anything he likes. Well, yeah. Basically, Indiana Jones is the prime is the president. Yeah. Um, I always find it quite funny when they do this, when. Uh, they do. They make the president sort of like some sort of action hero. So in this film, like you know, he, he is basically he's playing um, the character he played in like um, uh, Clear and Present Danger and yeah, yeah, yeah. Jack Ryan. Right, he's playing that. He's playing that sort of character crossed with Indiana Jones. Mm. And he's like, oh, he was a former army vet and all sort of thing. It's the same as like, Independence Day. Like the president's a former Air Force pilot and all sort of thing. I'm like, have you seen your presidents? Yeah, no, they're not. Dumpy orange fucker. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Right, so anyways, Air Force One. I think it's quite a good film, but okay. it's very American. Yeah. We're going to stick, right, with Americanisms, okay? I just okay. thought I wanted to top off with two, because this is almost something else we'll talk about one day. Die Hard in a White House. Yeah. So more recently, so you've, you've got had, two there. I you? have, I have, because these came out very, very close to each other. So one has got Jamie Foxx in. That's White the White House Down. And the other one has got Gerard Butler. Which is uh, Olympus Has Fallen. Now I've got both of these on Blu-ray, right? Yeah. And I really enjoy them both. The two very different I, reasons. I think they're, they're two good films. Yeah. Yeah. I think Olympus Has Fallen is probably the closest out of all this list. Is probably one of the closest to being a oh, diehard film. Yeah, it's, it's, what, what can we do with Gerard Butler? Yeah. That's what that film's about. Yeah. What, what can we do with him? And he is badass in it. Yeah. Like he doesn't mess around in it. It's no, a, he's, it's he's a, pretty good. But he's believable. But, he, but the, the, the problem I've got with it is the fact that he's too believable. He's too ripped and mm. too big and bulky. Whereas, whereas Bruce Willis is, is a scrawny man. Well, that's the thing I was going to say. When you look at all of these films. Everyone's everyone's ripped. Everyone becomes. There's a few you can stand at. Toy soldiers, right? But it's a military school, so mm. they are. It's a military boarding yeah, school, trained, so they're all trained, so, yeah. right? But under siege, he's a he's a chef, but he just happens to have been. A, he's a former special service, special yeah, exactly. thingy, whatever. So, passenger fifty-seven. He's got military training. All of these have got like something, you know. Even in Con Air, mm. the, the reason he's in prison is because he killed a guy because he's an army ranger. He well, is ripped a fuck yeah, in it. Just like wow. Um, yeah. So. I agree. I'm a bit like, oh, no one understood the reason. Like they, all they seem to think is these executives stick a person in a situation and they become a one-man army. Yeah. I say these films have probably got more in common with Commando than yes. they do than they do with. Die yeah, Hard. I agree. I, th I think I can see the influence from Die Hard, but I can't see them being Die Hard in a. Yeah. These know, are more like it. Commando on a boat. Commando, 12 of them in a plane. Yeah, 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 it's, yeah. It's, it's closer to that, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, do you think then, just as a, we'll start to wrap up in a minute, because right, mm. two more questions, but do you think then that you could sell in modern cinema, if you were to remake Die Hard today, or not remake, but if you were to make Die Hard today, would you have to make John McClane uh, some sort of special force, former special forces soldier? Or could you just no, have No, I think I think we're an underdog nation, and I think that's no, 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 not us. Like, no, no, no. I, I think I think generally the underdog is is always a good story, mm. and I think that if you make someone the underdog and they prevail, it makes a better film. 
So, so I think, I think, I don't think he needs to have any superpowers. I don't think we're in a superpower age. I disagree. Yeah. I went to see Skyscraper recently, right? And I will always watch and I will always enjoy a rock, yeah. a, a film with Dwayne Johnson in because because yeah. he's, he's he's a rock. He can yeah. do whatever he likes. Yeah. Right. And he did Even, several times that, yeah. when we stayed in that same hotel. He treated he wore me like a glove. He did. <laughs> and how I laughed. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I wore his Johnson. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, but the thing I see is, like, say, even in that film, yeah, the dis- they give him a, they give him a, literally a physical disability, right? They, yeah, yeah. He, he has a, a a prosthetic leg, and it's used in the film to great effect. But, in many cases. but he's built like a brick shit house. He's still built like a brick shit house, and in the film, he's a he's a former FBI special forces, blah 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 yeah, blah. Yeah, but but right? but you're missing the point though, right? Mm. That's not a good example to no, make, it's it, not. make a point because. It's an underdog is someone like what Pee- is that? Pee Wee Pee Wee Herman. <laughs> yeah. Pee Wee's Playhouse. Pee Wee's Playhouse is invaded in by Nakatomi Plaza. Yeah, is 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 die, fresh. Is crash. Die, die Hard in Pee Wee's Playhouse. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's it's someone like that. John McClane is a Pee Wee character. I, He's not anything. He's not. But I don't think you. I, I convinced like name right, name me a, a modern action st- character. Right. That doesn't have some sort of super secret military training of some kind of martial arts fucking training. Well, exactly, exactly. They're all fucking like it's impossible. Yeah. Like, it just I always find it such a great coincidence that like oh this this and this happened, but it's all right because he's a seek you know he's got special forces training or he used to be this or he used to be that. It, it's just bullshit. Mm. I would like to see a film where two middle-aged tubby bastards get caught up in it, you know, and it's it's like they still prevail because they're just yeah. Stephen Stephen Bob Stephen Bob yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Jeff had <laughs> I just you know I did not I, I don't mind it being played as in like having someone who's physically fit and all this because yeah, yeah. again like that that's still fine yeah but I just find that they've drifted so far away from what you've just said that underdog uh, character that the, the reason we love John McClane mm. is because he was that underdog character yeah when he walks through right. Uh, with his arms up at the, at the end of Die Hard 1 and he, he, he stumbles through right and things all blown to fuck and he comes through and he's bleeding he's got his hands behind his head and he's like Holly and she's like Jesus and he's got the gun taped yeah, to his yeah. back and stuff right mm. you are like fuck like, he's done for like mm. he looks beaten to fuck if they made that film now right he would come sprinting in there or he'd come even if he did that moment he'd have a slight limp yeah yeah, that's true, and that's why I think that's why I, I can't take like uh, that. You know, the problem is action films have got to compete with superhero films, and yeah. that's why that's why the Fast and the Furious, the last Fast and the Furious films was an Avengers film because they did some of the craziest stunts in it, and no one gets fucking hurt. Mm. Yeah. So, do you think modern action? We talk about modern action compared to. I'm not a nostalgia. I'm not a nostalgia freak. I am, I suppose, because it's a 20th century geek. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I still think I'm not saying it's all better because I still love. I thought Skyscraper was great fun. I love. I think the Fast and the Furious franchise is great fun. I just think they're missing a trick. Yeah, they need to make an action film mm. as opposed to making a franchise film. Yeah. Yeah. I want to see someone who's a bit like a regular Joe gets caught in a situation and has to sort of like be die has to be like a die hard. He has to be super hard to get out of it. Ooh. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That's what I want to see. Mm. I agree. So that's what we've got to. Um, 
But yeah, so your thoughts on I was gonna say overall Die Hard franchise. I think they should carry it on. I think they should kill off John McClane in the next one. I think that was the point of Die Hard Five. Mm. They Jai Courtney was supposed to be the continuation, and then they watched it back and were like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's not. They should, kill, they should kill off John McClane. I think you're right. I think kill off John McClane, recast Jack McClane, mm. his son, and. I, I think this Die Hard Year One bollocks is just a mistake. I agree. I fully Prequels agree. Prequels are always a mistake. The comic's not great. Say. The comic's yeah. not great. It's, I, I think I read half of it. I was like, this is a bit crap. I don't like it. Yeah. Um, I also think it's clear find somebody who wants to just make a good action film. Yeah. Then. Get Randy Harlan back. Uh, get um, John, John McTiernan back. John McTiernan back. Yeah. Find someone who's trying to make a good action film and get, then make it a Die Hard get, film. Get um, um, Shane Black. Shane Black would be good. He'd be a great. He'd make a great Die Hard film. Yeah, he would yeah. actually. I think you know, especially when you've had things like the Good Guys. Die Hard Forever. And... Call it Die Hard Forever. Make mm. the last ever Die Hard film. Yeah. yeah. Or just yeah. Die. Die. Die Hard dies. Exactly. <laughs> dies hard. Um, okay, so I think we've we've done with that. Really, I think we've talked about the, the Die have. Hard franchise. Thirty years old. Go yeah, watch it. Thank you very much. That's right. Yes, you look and you look good for I it. I look good for it. I Especially know. in that tank top covered in, you know, your your, your uh, yeah, your well, diehard. Nothing tank else. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Someone swinging from your hose. Um, I would recommend going to see all the diehard films. I think it's a yeah. franchise worth visiting. I've got more than still. Watch them back to back. Yeah, binge the bastards. Yeah, binge them. Right, we shall wrap up there. So. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for listening to 20th Century Geek and, and joining Mike and myself. We are going to be talking something different next month. Um, we're going to go from action. Mm. We're going to go from action to, we're going to, you know, all the way to comedy. Are we? So, yeah, uh, now it's, for time, it's time for something a little bit different. Oh, yeah, yes, yes, of course. So, we've talked, you know, we've celebrated uh, 30 years of Die Hard. We're now going to be celebrating. There's no anniversary. I just wanted to talk about it, really. We always celebrate Python. We're going to celebrate and we are going to talk uh, Monty Python in all yep. its forms. We're going to talk TV. Oh, we're going to talk films. We're going to talk songs. We're going to talk stage shows, everything. Yeah. And uh, so please, in advance, I'll be tweeting about it and stuff, get in contact and let us know what are your thoughts on Monty Python. Uh, email me uh, at, so it's, sorry, it's 20thCenturyGeek at gmail.com. Uh, find me on Twitter at 20th Century Geek and uh, on Facebook. I get more attention on Facebook actually, which is good. Getting some people on there. Get come find us. That's We're on Tumblr on Instagram. That's normally from uh, societies that tell you to stay away from children, isn't it? it well, yes, the police found me yeah. and, uh, and said, uh, "Please uh, stop, stop." Delete your profile. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, but please let us know what you think of uh, uh, the, the Die Hard series and also what you want to talk about on uh, Monty Python. And of course, you know we've got our Patreon reviews are going out, and the Patreon uh, content. Please check us out on there. Any money you want to throw away, greatly, greatly appreciated. Because you know uh, we don't get paid for this. Well, I don't, and you surely fucking don't. Um, but it still costs money. So uh, any money is appreciated. But just listening is appreciated. Any, any you know, subscribe on Twitter on uh, your iTunes. Children, your wives, yeah, wives preferably, yeah, um, and. Um, subscribe send any reviews you know five star review is fantastic but any review is also good so I'm going to stop rambling now thank you very much and uh, we'll catch you next time <laughs>